With us today is Lisa Headley, Ayurvedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa. This is Lisa Headley's strategies for dealing with stress. Lisa can also be found at La Life. That's L-A-H-Life.com. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Hey. Very hey. well, thank you. All right. Uh, so I'm I'm so interested in the new moon, and I, I the new moon has just passed, the first new moon of the year right, for 2015, and I was just reading up on all the, the energies, and I, 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 we don't usually get into stuff like this on, on our show. I know you do with your astrology. All right, but here's the thing. The first new moon of the year is in the 11th sign of the zodiac. Whoa, now you've already launched into something much more sophisticated than I, so it's talk not, it's not, it's not even it's, it's not so much sophisticated. It's just that the new moon in January... Is it, 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 Aquarius. It, right, which is the yeah. 11th sign of the zodiac. Uh-huh. Whereas the new moon in Aries would be the first, it's the new moon in spring, but that, that, that would be the first, that, that would be the birth of birth, so to speak, as opposed... Uh- so good. So this is what I'm trying to understand. So it's it, because the whole thing is a cycle, right? There's the birth, there's the fullness, and then there's the, the demise. Are we talking so about it's always a cycle. The lunar cycle? Every cycle. Every Everything cycle is a cycle. The universe yes, is a cycle. Yes, it is a cycle. So well, the reason that I wanted to talk about this in terms of strategies for dealing with stress is because I think it's really good for people to have something to grab onto, some way to associate themselves with the natural cycles, with the rhythms of the universe. And moons, and we have just talked about this before, but the cycles of the moon are such a classically easy way to do that because... Every single night, there's a shift. There's a development in the phase of the moon, and it's cyclical, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. Of this, we can be assured. So it seems to me that it's a good thing to give people, at least, a, including myself, at least a cursory understanding of what the actual physical implications of these moon cycles are really? so that they can really attach to them in a real way. And that's why I'm proposing and I'm proposing paying attention as a way of establishing rhythms and cycles. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. The new moon, irrespective of sign, also known as the dark of the moon. All right? The dark it's, side. It's just the dark of the moon, which I've always loved as a term. And the reason um, it's the new moon is because the moon and the sun rise at the same time. So, therefore, you do not see the moon during the day. Sometimes you see just after the new moon, that little fingernail hanging, right. you know, as, as, as it gets uh-huh. dark. And of course, depending on the time of year, it's going to get darker earlier, later. So in January, of course, it gets darker earlier. And so you are apt to see as the sun sets and the moon sets that little crescent. Mm-hmm. And that is the beginning of the cycle, so to speak. Because mm-hmm. 14 days later, the moon has waxed and you have a full moon two weeks later. Right. All right. Waxed, meaning grown. Meaning grown, waxing and waning. Uh-huh. Right. Right. And people often get that confused, so that's why I was clarifying. Right. Yeah. And what's really interesting, and I always I check this every single time and it never changes, is a waxing moon. The the right hand side of the moon is um, the circle. 
Okay, that you, yeah. you know the full circle and a waning moon. That's how you can tell whether the moon is waxing or waning. It's the left hand side Cut. when you're looking at it. Uh, you might have gotten it, but I, that, that that took me. I just don't even want to tell you how many years. Well, I'm not going to try and repeat it, but I get the concept. Okay, yes. good. All right. So two weeks later, 14 days from the new moon where you start things, uh-huh. um, you have the birth of things. That's the full moon. Right. And that is when the moon rises as the sun sets. And that's how it comes to be that you have a full moon because there's nothing in between right there's no nothing between the <clears throat> there's nothing between the earth and the sun and the moon right and that is when tides are at their highest correct and that's when storms are at their um if 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 you know anything about weather forecasting uh old fashioned um it, it has everything to do with the new moons and the full moons because this is why I think this is such a gem. And this is why I always recommend to clients attach yourself to something, but moons are the easiest. Absolutely. And they have a real, it's not only visceral, it's a real physical impact on your body and your rhythms. The emergency rooms are fullest at that time. There's lots going on when the right. moon is babies, full. Babies are typically, uh, there is a lot going on. There's a lot of energy. You can feel it. Um, I told when we talked about moons a long time ago, mm-hmm. told you that airlines keep track of them yes, because yes. people, you know, there's this thing called a lunatic the behavior. People's behaviors during full moons is a little more, uh, uh, let's just say, erratic. And then that's that's that that's where you can. It's it's just a much more or emotional, emotional time. which is what moon sign in my universe. Is and connected. what I, and what I was going to say is that's when you could get into the sign that it's in because um, Aquarian energy is more mental, not not insane mental, but just mental, intellectual, and random and erratic and unorthodox. And so you can imagine during a full moon. Um, the expression of that versus a full moon in Cancer, which is pure. So what we're saying is that the full moon, 14 days from the 20th, which would be the, the February the, the, 4th or whatever that'll be, uh, yeah. that full moon is going to be the Aquarian full moon? Yes. That, yes. That, the, the moon okay. will be in the opposite sign, which is Leo. It's, it's every if, – if, if, if it's the opposite sign, if the new moon is in the same sign – and it mm-hmm. rises at the same time. And if it's a full moon, it's in the opposite sign. So it's just that's, that's you know, that, that shouldn't strain anybody's, you know, it's 180 degrees. Everyone can do that. 360, 180. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, yes. And the full moon is 6.09 Eastern time. Uh, on February third, as you said, on February third, right? I was just no, but you just—that's—that's that's what people can do. Is you can semi-calculate it, and you know that within fourteen days, you, you, if you know one or the other, then you know what's going to happen next. Now, interestingly, in this particular month, this particular January, there are two new moons in Aquarius. That does not happen very often. Oh, interesting. Of course, that would happen sometimes. The sun moved into Aquarius at about 4.43 in the morning on the 20th, and the moon moved into Aquarius at about 8 a.m. on the 20th. So it was the very, very, very beginning, zero degrees. Got it. Well, that's what I was interested in about this new moon, because I had been reading that, and I read that, you know, so it's really a very, very beginning, beginning. 
It's a beginning, beginning. Well said. And because right. the lunar cycle is typically 28 days, when you superimpose that on a 30 or 31-day solar cycle, right. you're not going to go can past the two and one. Right. Got it. Got and it. that's Got it. why lunar calendars are different and why, obviously, depending on whether you're either astrology or religion or is based on a lunar calendar, you're going to do different things at different times than if you're just sticking. But what I am positing is just for purposes of stress strategies and thinking about the way your body functions in time and space is to understand that there is a lunar calendar, as it were. There is a rhythm and a cycle to the lunar, our lunar existence, which matters and isn't attached to any kind of created calendars that we've done in our society. But you will feel the results of that. So, you know, sometimes I, I, I have these conversations with people where they say, oh, today I just feel like this. I don't know why. Well, the reason probably is that there's, you have to acknowledge the forces that are at play in the world around you, and you have to learn to be very flexible within those. Because I find that the more people listen to me and do rituals and do things that keep them grounded – Sometimes the more stuck they get and the less willing they are to really say to themselves, ah, but after all, I'm human. And after all, the universe is the universe. And therefore, things shift and change all the time, all the time, all the time, no matter how much we try to control them. And when you try to use rituals as a way to control your world, you can get into some funny trouble, right? Because your expectation is, well, I'm doing all these things and it's taking a lot of discipline. So why is that that I still feel less energy today? Or why did I still get that cold? You know, any of those things. Well, the answer is because we are human organisms and we're functioning within a system that is greater than ourselves. Right. And something that casino uh, operators knew many, many, many years ago. Ah, of course. Right. But this it's now, you know, we've been through the 24-7 high-pitched whine of, you know, everything's always open, always working. And anybody who didn't anyone who has been through that and doesn't have some alternate connection with a non-manufactured just just an actual cycle or rhythm of the universe whether it's the tide or the sound of the ocean or the you know, right. change, is going to find themselves <coughs> hyper something it's it's just it's impossible because these cycles exist whether or not you are living in an artificial environment. Those cycles are still... Whether or not you acknowledge them. That's so true, too. They have powerful forces. And, I, you know, I always remember back to Sandy, Hurricane Sandy, when everyone said, oh, my gosh, it's the storm of the century. And if you didn't understand that it happened at the time of a full moon, if you didn't understand that it happened at the time of a full moon, then you sort of, you weren't expecting it to be as bad. I'm sorry, that's very inarticulate. What I'm trying to say is I have a number of people in my universe who are always like, oh, the press blows everything out of proportion, full moon, whatever, whatever, whatever. This isn't going to be any bigger than a storm. They're just over-preparing us. Well, the answer is no. Sometimes it really is based on literal facts about the way the universe works, which is back to what we've been saying about these moon cycles, which is why I think they're a very useful way to to attach oneself to the natural rhythms. And we have talked about that before, but it bears repeating because every time I talk about it on, you know, the, uh, my website or to people, I get this look of puzzlement. 
like, well, what do you mean? Oh, that's too woo-woo for me. I'm not, uh, astrology you, is too woo-woo. And that just makes me crazy. I don't know a lot about astrology. I certainly don't know about Western astrology. know about Vedic astrology a little. But it is obvious that these rhythms are real, that these patterns do have some real manifest, tangible manifestations in our world and on us. And so whether you want to, you know, it's not like you're going to a woman with a crystal ball. It's like you're going to a chart that tells you very real things about the way the world works. And since we are mere organisms within the world, it is going to have an effect on us. And it's just useful. So if you're looking for a way to get more connected to the rhythms of the natural world, and you're looking for just different frameworks and different systems to tap into to understand a little better the way you function as part of the greater whole, this is a very good way to do it. Go look online and find yourself a moon phase calendar. And if you want to go deeper, you talk to people like you who know a lot more about what the rhythms mean, particularly and specifically tangibly to us. Yes, but or, real- or not, because uh, you know, if 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 you are willing to write off um, astrology, I, I would say go ahead and do that. Go, go, go for the science part. Go for the astronomy. You know, look up in the sky. You can still see those same planets. In other words, if, if you want to be closed off to that interpretation, okay. <laughs> really, it's whatever it takes to reconnect someone to these cycles. Uh, I know that sounds a little bit, uh, strange, but if, if, if it needs to not be woo-woo, that's totally fine. Just go, you know, join a nature club or something or go. <laughs> no, or just look at raw facts. Yeah, I mean, t- t- facts take a facts. Walk. You can look in the sky, you can look at a chart, and you can see that something's happening. Right, and something is different. That's, so just, just and go so with one that. Ex- yes, and one exercise is to just notice it and then just sort of keep a little journal of thoughts about, is this affecting me in any particular way? You might actually, once you start to pay attention to that, start to feel something and start to make some connections for yourself. And since the laboratory of your own body and the laboratory of your own existence is all that you can really connect to, it's a very valuable exercise. And, I mean, if you don't mind me interpreting, it's beyond valuable. It's necessary. You can't... (laughs) I remember the first time I tried to ride a bicycle. It looked so easy. You know, I just got on and fell over. Uh, <laughs> and my mom wasn't any too happy with it either because when they finally got me back on, I ran over her foot. Anyway, the long short is that there are things that take a little bit of practice getting adjusted to, even if you think you've got it totally. You're covered. So, Right. That's that's where you And also one might observe that once you think you've got something totally something shifts and changes and you never quite have anything totally in my experience and there's a strategy for dealing with stress don't expect that you can ever master anything fully to the point where you are nothing is going to be surprising to you because a it's never going to happen and b be a very dull world <laughs> It is true it's so. uh, it would be a very dull world indeed um so how do people react just typically when you start, shall we say, going on about the uh, moon? 
Are they? Well, I, you know, I tend what's, what's... not to. You know, it's sort of my peripheral interest. I keep going for it. I keep looking at it myself because, as I say, I don't have a huge bank of knowledge about the, the actual functions, the actual tangible realities of these things. So I, I just propose it as a simple way to get yourself connected sort of to an empirical change. Most people go, uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I see that glass overlook like, whoa, that's too woo-woo for me. Right. I'm not going there. And in all fairness, a lot of the chit-chat on the internet, if you look up moon cycles, moon phases, you'll get is, you know, pretty out there. There's some out there uh, chit-chat or blah-blah about the subject. So it's like kind of like yoga that way. You know, it's got really serious, tangible, fantastic, physical immediate benefits, but there's a lot of blah, blah that is just way out there and hard for people to, to come to cleanly. I always, um, that, that, that's been an ongoing, uh, debate a long time ago when I had the, um, shall we say misfortune? When, when, when I said, yes, I do astrology, um, I thought, she said apologetically. Well, it was it was sort of apologetic. I just gotten to a point where I was, as you know, uh, an art dealer, so I didn't have to I didn't have to deal with people's eyes glazing over, their eyes rolling back in their head, and then anyway, the 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 short of it is that I did uh, have this sideline, and um, I remember a friend saying, "Oh yes, you can write for the Mountain Astrologer," and all I could think of was Groucho Marx. I was like, no, I don't want to write for anything. No disrespect. That will make it worse. Obviously, my assignment here—I don't know any idea how I'm going to do it—but the assignment is to make it, refurbish it as a rehabilitate it as a tool. Right. That's well, that's all. exactly. Thank you. That's really well said because that is what we're talking about. Yeah, just it's take of, it, use it as a tool. It's it's the way that I approach Ayurvedic medicine, in fact. I'm not proposing that everybody, you know, people always say that to me. They're like, oh, so you've spent a lot of time in India. And I say, mm, no, actually not. I've spent a lot of time studying this particular form of medicine and the particular theories and structure behind it because it's a fantastic tool. It's a framework that really, f- it, it it fits my view of the world in such a perfect way. And, and this aspect of astrology is exactly the same thing. No one's asking you to delve into it in, in any way other than to attach to it in a very modern, clean, simple sense so that it can help you, so that it's another tool in your toolbox. Because without tools or mentors or gurus or guides or people that that can give you guidance, you really can't make change in your life. It's too hard. Or one cannot, not you, one, no, one any one, of us. Or, or so, it is difficult to do that. And I, I think of this often um, and because we, ha- we as a culture have not done ourselves any favors by, by teaching people to interact with screens instead of humans. Um, because you, you, you are cutting out so much information that you could otherwise be um, getting just just different perceptions. You, you, the, what somebody's face looks like, what their eyes look like, what they're doing with their hands that are behind their back when you know you're talking <laughs> to them, and you can hear the picking that cuticle, or bah. The, but you know, I, there there are just so many. It's so, called human. 
qualities. And those human qualities, what's fascinating is how people love watching certain TV shows that that show people using deductive reasoning based on human qualities that they're observing. So it's now even further removed because they're watching somebody else do it, but they don't know that that's something they could do themselves by simply looking into the eyes of the person they're talking to. But I digress. The point, no, really, the the, the point around this is that there should be a few, um, it's really hard to know. I had this with someone yesterday who couldn't cite themselves. They couldn't hold still long enough to figure out what their next step was going to be. I, I, I can meet you for lunch. I can't meet you for lunch. I'm having a really crazy day. I can meet you. I can't meet you. And because of the existence of text messages, I had 14 texts from somebody. <laughs> P.S. I didn't respond. I simply, when I got there, called and said, do you want to have lunch? Knowing that, you know, that, that, if I had done any it any other way, I would have been caught in this this swirl, this absolute swirl. And the short answer was, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be there in fifteen minutes." Like, Good. <laughs> well, so what you're saying is, let's just simplify, right? So you need to just well keep, I, keep your world as simple as possible because it gets very very complicated very quickly with all the innuendo and the not quite knowing what someone means and the fact that they actually communicate before their thought is fully formed and the fact that <laughs> it, there's there's almost but, but a, that's. Yeah, which is back to the moon and back to why it's the perfect tool in your toolbox because it slows you down. Having to pay attention to something every day. So if you make it your project, for example, to pay attention to the moon phases for one whole month, it's going to be a really good tool to force you to slow down first thing in the morning for the five minutes it takes you to look it up, think about how you're feeling, and just connect connect to sort of what's going on energetically in the world. It will take you three minutes maybe, but it will slow you down and it will give you a repetitive pattern to grab onto. And then you might be able to think a little more clearly so you don't have to send 15 text messages about whether you are going to lunch or not going to lunch or are going to lunch or not going to lunch. Because if you're more grounded and settled and clear, see clarity to me is what what most of these practices actually create. They create space and clarity. So you can feel what, the real, what you need to be doing. And then it takes away a lot of the chatter. And then the tools that we have at our disposal, meaning the technological tools like text messaging, can become really useful because they become good, simple shorthand. They don't become part of the blah, blah chatter that makes us all crazier. So everything's about management. It's about time management. It's about resource management. It's about intellectual management. Everything's management. But what you're trying to do is keep things clear and simple and easy so you can be in the flow of your life and not stymied by these crazy things that are happening around you. So, you know, that's my my new moon thought of the day. (laughs) <laughs> we'll take but, I was, but I was intrigued and I love the idea that this is like the 0.0 new moon. This is it the really z- is a good this, starting point. This is the 0.0 new moon. And just to make sure that everybody, you know, did a good job with the 0.0 new moon, there will be um, another, you know, there will be another test new moon on the uh, 18th of february that's the genius there's always a new moon right but that (laughs) that's another one's coming and that's the very end that's the very end of it 
um, because also on that day, uh, that that new moon is at six forty-seven. And this is this is how it works, boys and girls. That new moon is at six forty-seven in the evening. All right, and then promptly the moon promptly moves into Pisces, and the sun moves into Pisces within three minutes. So it, that's the end end one. The end end, and then boom, off you go. Thank you very much, Lisa Headley, Ayurvedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa. Lisa Headley's strategies for dealing with stress. Lisa can also be found at lalife, L-A-H, life.com on the web. Hamara Sukun